0: Hello, everyone, welcome to the Joking Dolphin Game Pod. I'm Mark, and as always, enjoyed by Matthew. Hello. And Nathan. Merry Christmas a few days early. Yes, it's Christmas yes. time, isn't it?
1: Hmm.
2: You got your hat on, feeling all festive,
0: Yeah, I'm disappointed I'm the only one with a hat on.
3: But... Look, I found my Christmas jumper.
0: And then hidden it with your pajamas.
3: Because it's cold. Maybe it's cold outside.
0: Two
2: degrees.
3: It's foggy. It's foggy where I am. It's like silent hills come over.
0: It's foggy here as well right should we get on to the news where do we yeah. want to start should we kick off with the game awards yeah yeah let's do yeah, it why not so we had our predictions last time didn't we mm-hmm. yes first of all shall we just go through who actually won?
3: yeah yeah let's come through
0: right so we start off with the best esports game that was won by league of legends the most anticipated game was won by elder ring for the second year running uh, best Debut Indie was Bridge Bridges Spirits, Best Multiplayer, It Takes Two, Best Sports Slash Racing, Forza Horizon 5, Best Sim Strategy, Age of Empires 4, Best Family, It Takes Two, Best Fighting, Guilty Gear, Strive, Best Role Playing, Tales of Arise, Best Action Adventure, Metroid Dread, Best Action Game, Returnal, Best VR AR, Resident Evil 4, Innovation and Accessibility, Falls Horizon 5. Best Community Sport, Final Fantasy XIV Online. Best Mobile Game, Gage and Impact. Best Indie, Gator Bridge of Spirits. Best Ongoing, Final Fantasy XIV Online. Games for Impact, Life is Strange, True Colours. Best Performance, Maggie Robertson in Resident Evil Village. Best Audio Design, Forza Horizon 5. Best Score and Music, The Replicant. Best Art Direction, Deathloop. Best Narrative, Marvel's has Gone Into the Galaxy. Best Game Direction, Deathloop. And Game of the Year. It takes two. Well deserved, in my opinion. I'm actually quite glad that one. After the whole take two nonsense. Yeah. I think that's quite... Seems cool. fitting. Yes. Yeah. So, it comes down to our predictions. Mm. So, we're just going in reverse order. In third place, with a total of five, it's Nathan. Oh, oh wow. Cool. In second place... It's Matthew. Oh. And Mark, because it was tied at nine. Nine. Oh, you much, much well. better than me. So yes. Oh. We just need Nathan's
2: respect. <laughs> well, you've not still not got it, so you can yep. bugger off.
3: We
0: know. We, we knew. Well,
3: he still doesn't pass, so uh
0: But none of us got Game of the Year.
3: No, I didn't think we We're... had Game of the Year. I was oh trying to think of one that I was... Really I
2: wish I'd gone for It Takes Two now. I wish I'd believed in it more.
3: <laughs> mm. Do I, there but... were some, some surprises. Like that narrative one, I was very shocked. Yeah, the God, the altar. But now I'm like, I mean, I'm really intrigued to actually play it now if it's got that good of a story.
2: Well, that's what it's all about. Finding mm. games that you might not normally play because I didn't even think about playing Hades until that one, at mm. the awards it won, and it got me intrigued. So maybe it'll get us intrigued in other games that we wouldn't wouldn't
3: play normally, which is good.
0: But there was a bunch of announcements as well, weren't there?
3: Yeah. Do you want to run through them? There was, there was quite a few announcements. Um, so I'll go through some of the, the pre-show stuff pretty quickly. Um, so Tunic, which I think we've seen quite a few times now, um, finally has released it on March the 16th. Um, it does look quite a little cute, cute little... Um, isometric uh, action game. Well, not action, but more adventure, I should say. So that's, that was cool. Um, a new game announcement, which I think was the first on the night, technically, we see is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game.
2: Yeah, that looks really um, good, like graphically. It's I mean, been... I'm never going to play it because it looks really scary.
3: <laughs> Probably not. It is being made by the same publishers as the Friday the 13th game. Um, i believe it's also in the same similar style like a like a, a 1v many type situation game so could be fun um i, I did try friday the 13th a little bit and thought it was it was a good fun so uh we got a first look at homeworld 3 um, which is the i believe the the real-time strategy game um i'm not sure if anyone's too excited about that um and then we also got um, the new game from the revived Telltale uh, developers, which is going to be The Expanse, which I think is based on the is it the the Amazon show? I think. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's right. I've yeah. not
3: watched it yet, but
2: I like the I like the setting in space.
3: Always mm. cool. I've heard I've heard some decent stuff about it, so it could be pretty good. Um, We got to see more of Babylon Fall, which is a new game from Platinum Games. Um, Kind of looks a little too similar to Godfall, but maybe just better. I don't know. I suppose we'll see on that. That has a release date of March the 3rd. Um, And then we got to see a little bit more on the new DLC for Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak. Um, Then we got to see a couple, couple of new monsters from there um another new game that got revealed called thirsty suitors i think this was the this was the 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 one that's based on the the indian girl isn't it with the with the family actually looked quite cool i kind of liked how it looked i don't know if you guys kind of saw it i don't know if you guys really watched the pre-show i i got some of the stuff from it
0: i did well, be honest i can't remember any of it
3: Got a of it, that's fine. Uh, so that, that, that looked kind of cool. He, he did quite a few different stuff. Looked like you're fine with your parents and, and, and sort of family and whatnot. It kind of seemed cool. Uh, we got to see a gameplay trailer for Evil West, the Western meets Hell type game. Um, looks brutal and gory. I'm sure some, some people like that. Um, and then, actually, one one that I did see that I thought looked quite interesting uh, was called Have a Nice Deaf, which is the, the mm. sort of black and white 2D um, Metroidvania-esque kind of game where you, well, I believe you play mm. as, as deaf and it's got like a, like a hand-drawn kind of start to it. Looked pretty cool. Yeah. Um... And then I think we got a cinematic trailer for Planet of Lana, which continues to look very interesting for me. Um don't know about you guys. Um and then the last thing that got revealed was a remaster, I think, of Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Which is like it's the persona characters but in a fighting game basically. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> not for me.
3: Not for you. Uh, so then we, we got into more of, sort of the, the me and Bonds of it, the actual like big announcements at the Game Awards. I think the first thing we saw was a supposedly gameplay trailer for Hellblade 2. I mean, if that's, if that's actual gameplay, I'm pretty impressed. As much as that, whoever was playing is... Um, Senor was throwing spears badly, but, um, I don't know, that well, looks it shows terrifying. It real, <laughs> well, <no. laughs> um thought it looked terrifying, but I'm, I'm intrigued about it. I like the whole, I think this was stuff that came from the first game, wasn't it, where, like, as you're playing, you're hearing yeah. um, her voice in your head constantly saying about what's basically happening, what she's thinking at the
0: time. Um yeah, staring great. at that skeleton weren't she? And then the voice in the head saying, Yo, that's gonna be you, that's gonna be you. Yeah.
3: You're gonna
0: die, you're gonna die.
3: Um look good. Uh the next thing we got was a cinematic trailer for I think it was the first big sort of new reveal. Uh we got a cinematic trailer for Star Wars Eclipse. Mm.
0: Which did get leaked. Did it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mentioned that on the pod. Ah, wow. no, that was the title. I think it was Jeff Grubb who did it. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, setting the High Republic era, isn't it?
3: Yes, so the High Republic era. So this is about a couple of thousand years before the the film's set. In. Um, whether that has anything to do also with the Old Republic, which is now supposed legacy, I don't know. But um, I actually quite like the look of it. I liked like the character. Look at the characters, seemed very cinematic. I like it when they explore a lot more about Star Wars outside of anyone called Skywalker or Kenobi. Um, But then I suppose there was a bit of a dampener on who it was revealed to be the developer for it. I suppose, from what I've heard, Um, because we found that Quantum Dream is going to be making this game. Quantic. Quantic, sorry, Quantic Dream. Um, I thought we already knew that. We knew they were making a game, but I don't know if we we knew specifically this was what they were making. I think. We knew that there was leads that were going to make a Star Wars game, but I've already been reading online. There's, there's already some sort of boycott going on for this game because of supposed allegation, uh, allegations towards the developer. Mm. Yeah. So... You shall see on
0: that one. Uh, seems to be a lot of that going around. Hmm. <laughs> but we'll get onto that in a bit. Yeah.
3: Uh, next game that got shown, which had a bit of a gameplay tourer, is Lost Ark, which is the free to play MMO. According to this ARPB. I'm not sure what that means. That's a new army. On um I think this is a was this a game that I think is is it Amazon is making? Oh dear. I don't. I don't well, know. Well, you know it's going to be Amazon top quality. Oh, because I know that they've currently got um, new worlds out currently, which is apparently doing well. I'm not sure. I've heard good things from people. So,
0: really, I've um, heard bad things about that. But okay. Oh.
3: <laughs> well, I've I've spoken to someone who's that has played in. It says it's good. So, um, not sure what to think about this one. It's me. Um, then a I suppose the next big surprise, um, was that we are going to get a Wonder Woman game Yeah, uh, from the developers who made the Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. So that could be intriguing.
0: I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, if it's those developers. Uh,
3: I mean, I've I've played Sh- Shadow of Mordor. I do think it's a, it's a solid game. The, pl- it, the plot was kind of the thing that didn't really get me into that game, but the actual mechanics and how everything worked was, was really good. Um, really enjoyed it so i mean if they're making it then I've, I've got high hopes that they could make a good Wonder Woman game um the next prize that we got is alan Wake 2 is in development um i'm not gonna lie when when so w- w- watching the trailer when, when you see alan Wake kind of turn around and hold up the the wand torch thing
0: you were getting big vibes were you
3: no, no, no. When I was getting PT vibes, I was like, oh my god, is have they got um, Gerald Leto playing Alan Wick? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> really? Because he, he immediately looked like him, but then, like, seeing screenshots now, everyone's compared him to, like, him or Jake, um, Jill-O. Gyllenhaal? and hmm. Hall. But apparently, no, it's, it's neither of them. It's, it's this, this other just random. person, just a random guy who his little light both dude. <laughs> um, But this should be good. I've not played the original, but I know it got a big cult following. Um, I know a lot of people wanted the second one, so this is good news for
0: them. It's something a lot of people have been wanting for a long time, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Uh, After that, we got the first film trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, I'm very excited about it, just because it's bringing a lot more of the lore of the games into the films. Don't know about you guys, but...
0: Well, botlegs are fat enough. That's my takeaway from that. <laughs> that's,
3: that's your takeaway, Jim yeah, Carrey. Jim Carrey needs, to
0: eat,
2: more, yeah, needs <laughs> to eat some more burgers or something. Yeah.
0: Mm. Or, or chili dogs.
3: Suit.
0: Yeah.
3: I, I did head. like. I did like the voice for Knuckles, though. I know it's um... Edris Elba. Edris Elba. I'll always interest. never say his name, but um, he sounds pretty good as Knuckles, so that's cool. And we've got the original. Um, well, not the original one, but the current voice actor. Four tales in this film, so that's that's quite nice. That's nice for I think it's her, so that was cool. Um, then we got a little bit more on Horizon Forbidden West, so a little bit more gameplay trio of that. Um, I don't need to see anymore, just give me the game. Give me, um, I still
0: gotta play the, first one. To play the <laughs>
3: first one. This one does look really cool. I, I like they, they seem to have incorporated quite a few things from Breath of the Wild. That can only be a good thing, too. So, um, and then I think we got we got an announcement for um, Final Fantasy VII Remake coming to PC, or specifically Epic Games. Um, cool. Uh, although I've heard pretty bad things about the port for PC, but that's for another time. Um, got a little more on Destiny 2 The Witch Queen, the new sort of expansion that's coming to that game. Um, cool. I, I like destiny too um I don't know it is a good game, but it's it's there's too many games that's you need to like be constantly playing to keep up with it otherwise you get left behind and um'm I'm, I'm years left behind so um at this point I'm just like yeah, I game cool but I, I might drop in every now and then, but that's probably it our next new game that got revealed uh, after that was split ahead um from a new studio made up of i think uh the it's got the director of the original silent hill in, which shows um terrifying human creature demon thing I, I don't know what that was um odd choice for music that went with that trailer um kind of brought the horror vibes down but it still looks absolutely terrifying so if you're into those kind of things, cool. Um I will I will say it, there was a there was quite a few mentions of Silent Hill throughout the game awards without actually showing anything from a new Silent Hill.
0: <laughs> um Planted the Seas, you think? Yeah, I think so.
3: Maybe. We'll see. Um so the next new game that got shown off was Nightingale, which from one reading, is a survival crafting game set across a shared world that seems to be very steampunk esque. I was I was curious about this one. Um, I kind of like the style of it. The you kind of be hunting monsters down and stuff, and be able to share a world through these like poles and whatnot, and be able to craft. Um, like I suppose like a town if you wanted to, and then if you find these monsters that just come through and just destroy a town, so that's cool. Um, I'd be interested to see more, more on that one, I think. Uh, and then we got a cinematic trailer for the new Lord of the Rings Gollum game, mm. which...
0: The untold story.
3: Mm. I'm I, I trying to think of what a game would be like playing as, as Golem. Precious? I, it'd be precious. Um...
0: I'm going to be honest, I've never watched Lord of the Rings, so I don't know.
2: Yeah, I've only ever seen... Is the first one Fellowship of the Ring? yeah uh, sure, that's the only one that i've
3: seen <laughs> sure one uh <laughs> of the ring two towers and return of the king um there you go so i'm gonna get it, it w- could when, be when i've got cool.
0: 12 hours am i watching
3: <laughs> my more if you uh if you watch special editions um and the hobbit An i love so there was that um then we got a new trailer for Somerville, which for some reason I can't
0: I can't remember too much about. Uh, is this the one where it's the um is it a father and daughter and a dog? And there's like some sort of alien invasion or something like that. Yes.
3: Yeah, I think it was something like that. Um, it's been made by the guys who did limbo and was it inside? Inside out? Just inside. It was just inside, okay. So I'm sure it's gonna be yeah, you know, thematically very similar to those games. Yeah, yeah. It does look it. So, um, could be cool. Um, I feel bad for not remembering too, remembering too much on this one. Uh, and then we got a... We finally got a release date and trailer for the delicious last course for Cuphead. Mm. Um, where you'd be able to play... Where you'd be going to the DLC island.
0: Um, interestingly named... I um, Cuphead is one of those games where I really want to play it, but because of the, the purpose they purposely made it difficult, it's just it just stops me. It's the same with you know the Soulsborne games.
3: Well, it it's is like, co-op. So, so you
0: know. why 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 are you doing this to me?
3: It is co-op, so you can always you know share the rich. It's for the people um, that
0: love to be tortured. Yeah. tortured. It, Some it looks <laughs> gorgeous. The, the style of Cuphead is amazing. I love I it. really liked it. I
3: I it, it, it I don't think any other game looks like it. It is it really harkens back to those like you know was like nineteen twenties kind of cartoons. Yeah. Like the, the, the old Walt Disney stuff. Yeah. Um, um
0: yeah and that kind of thing.
3: Yeah. I've always like I've, I've always kinda of like wanted to buy the game and try it, but I think I'm a bit like you. I'm like I don't I don't want to buy it and then end up And then
0: just get angry at it. Just getting yeah.
3: angry and then just not going back to it. I want it to be pleasant. <laughs> um but we got a release date for The Delicious Last Course, which is June, well, 30th of June,
0: I should say, 2020. We even got a song and dance number the show with that, did Yeah,
3: I thought it was quite interesting. Um, it was pretty cool.
0: The Delicious Last Course. The Delicious yeah. Last Course.
3: I, I think they might have released that. That's Uh probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we got a reveal trailer for the new Sonic game, which its title was unfortunately leaked to be Sonic Frontiers. Mm. Um, it looks like it's going to be very much Sonic meets I don't want to keep on saying it but Breath, Breath of, of the, the
2: Wild <laughs> um, it's the new it's the new yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, but yeah that's cool Sonic in open world um, I'd like to see what that would look like how how it would handle going fast in a in an open world and stuff
2: well, as long as it's better um, than Sonic
3: 06 then I think we'll be fine I, I don't think anything can get worse than Sonic 06 let's be honest um fingers crossed. Uh so that's gonna come late 2022. Then we got a trailer for DLC for Warhammer Vermintide 2 called Warrior Priests. Um I would like to get back and play more of that game because I did I did the initial play sort of time that I had with it, I did enjoy it. It's just I don't know, it's that, that kind of world I'm not familiar with so i'm just it's, it's always kind of i'll play a little bit and then i'll kind of get distracted by other things and then i'll eventually come back to it at some point um but look it looked interesting very gory as always um then we got another gameplay trailer for and i'm probably gonna butcher this name is it tichia t-c-h-i-a cheer to yeah close enough cheer um I really like the look of this it's uh it looks very pleasant and and charming to play I like the idea that you can like warp into not just like animals it's like you can show you can go into like little items as well and just Hmm. do do stuff um with those um I quite liked it uh don't know what you guys thought on it but it looked
0: pleasant but it's not something I'm going to play Mm. that's all right I think it's, I think it's if it was still, friendly, like it? co-op,
3: it would it would it, be pretty cool. I don't know if it is, but yeah, definitely one for the kids for sure. Um, and then we got our first gameplay trailer for Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League.
0: This looked super fun. I really liked the trailer. It yeah. looked. Yeah. Absolutely I really good. liked this. Um, I just, just like the juxtaposition between this and what the Arkham games were. It's like it's just bright Arkham and vibrant. It's always
3: kind of dark, broody. Yeah. And and stuff and this is just like yeah just kill everything and then you're in sunny metropolis yeah um does look fun I, I do like how each character has that's, their own
0: that's that's hyped me up
3: kind trailer um I still want to I still I, I kind of want to see more of like when you're controlling one character what is what are the other characters doing at that point yeah because yeah. they are like it's meant to be as you control one all, all the rest do follow do stuff. I don't know if it's like, oh, they'll fight things or they'll just
0: be moving. That works similar as it does in the uh, or Gals of the Guns. So. Work like that works similar. I'm mm. guessing they're just involved in fighting whilst you're doing something. Yeah, they probably but... stood at the side just punching something. That's probably what they do.
3: <laughs> punching Shouldn't a blank a hit box. Wait. <laughs> <for you. laughs> does look good though? I was, I was, um, I was actually surprised. Probably the character that looks. The most interesting for me was Boomerang in like how he moves around yeah. throwing stuff and that like he teleports to it and that's how he moves around and stuff. That looked kind of pretty, pretty cool. Um, whereas like, I think you've got like Harley Quinn looks the most Batman-esque kind of character with her grappling hook and stuff. And then um, Deathstroke's got jetpacks. So that's how he moves about. And then King Shark just jumps. Um, well, no, he's, he's very much a Hulk character, so... But it, it looked really good, like like the trailer. Um The next thing we got was Forspoken. We got gameplay, more gameplay of that. Um, I will say, the more the more I say about the game, the more I, I get really curious about it and really want to definitely try it. I do like it. It seems to be like they've taken like some sort of like Final Fantasy game, and just made it open world and the combat's just real time. You don't have to worry about RPG numbers and whatnot. <laughs> um, Traversal looks pretty good as well. So, um, yeah, looking for, definitely looking forward more on that one. Um, after that, we got a reveal trailer for Warhammer 40K Space Marine 2. I,
0: all, I'll say on that that, all I'll say on that is <laughs> when I was younger, I used to paint Space Marines, actual hmm. models. I never played Warhammer. I you and
3: uh, you and Henry Caval could be best mates then.
0: Um, yeah, sure. I can. Have them. Yeah, I'll, I'll be happy with that.
3: Yeah, sure. Um, I I never played the original, but I I, I do like the the 4K universe. Like, I've played games in that universe before. Like I love um, Dawn of War series. Maybe not two and three. Um and there was, there was another game that was, that was similar i forgot what it was called but it's um it's always good fun so that that looked fine after that we had a gameplay trailer for the new saints Row. Mm. Um,
0: this caught my attention immediately because it played music by delinquent habits who i love ah very nice well,
3: the gameplay i um, liked the game mm, i think I think, for, I feel like for, for people who are worried that the reveal trailer didn't look like Saints Raw, surely this one. Yeah, this one's like, trying to pull oh, This, like this, easy, this is definitely, definitely the Saints Raw. I mean, you kick some guy in the sense to Barry. So, um, I was going to say groin, but. Okay. Uh, yeah, you could say groin. That works too. Uh, that works too. Um, so, that's very Saints Raw. So, um, I like the look of it. It looks really cool. Um, I like the whole uh, the the wingsuit that that looked pretty cool. I liked the um, addition of that, um, and obviously you've got all the crazy stuff, the jets. I do think maybe it's I do think it's it's probably toned down a bit from sort of the last two Saints Row's. but I think I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I think the sense for three for me was fine. I enjoyed it. I, I did like it. Um, but I think it was four was just a bit too too far over the edge, maybe. I, I just didn't like the whole superpower thing. Yeah, it made that, it all was, a bit too
2: wacky just, and it yeah.
3: took
2: it away it took it away from like you stealing cars and traversing that way to you doing Hulk like jumps across the city and just punching people into buildings and stuff. It just took away yeah.
3: from
2: I, I wouldn't want to say grounded nature of the game because it. it after Road 2, it wasn't grounded whatsoever. Well, no. But, but it seems like they've kind of found that medium between like the two styles. So I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this one.
3: Hmm. No, it looks really good. I, I like it. Just go back to basics. It's all about gang warfare. And you gotta take over the city. So yeah, that's all. That's all, all I want from since I don't, I don't yeah. need. It. I don't need to be president of the United States and, and also Superman. Um. So, I'm trying to think. After that one, we had the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas crossover with Fall Guys. I to, I've, I've not played Fall Guys for a while. I feel like I need I need to get back into it because I did. I absolutely loved it when it first came out. Mm. I think there was just You I, kind I of think... lost
2: its spark, didn't it? Like after like the first like few know, weeks yeah. to a couple of months, it, you kind of felt like you got everything you could out of it. I mean, I've been playing it on and off. Um, fairly recently, playing some of, like the newer levels uh, that they've yeah, got. Yeah, I
3: think it's like season six now or something.
2: Yeah, um, they have really built on it. So you do have those like original levels that they have kind of tweaked a bit. So you can have the tweaked version or you can get the original. And there's like yeah. other kind of like race ones where you've got to be like the first to the end, um, which have incorporated other things like mm-hmm. this. This kind of like a disco style one with like neon and stuff, which is pretty cool, and a load of other things that they brought in over the last few seasons. It's yeah. definitely worth another go, because it's always good fun. Because yeah, if I'm waiting
3: to... for... Sorry,
2: go on, Matt.
3: I was just saying we, we should we should drop in drop in it again one one night. Mm. Sarah Rage of FIFA.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that, that'd be good. Um, yeah. I tend
2: to play it if I'm waiting for a game to install, um, because I've got it... Obviously, just installed on my console. I'll have a few games of that while I wait for a game to install. Because, as you know, I like my physical
3: discs, so that can be buzzing away while I'm waiting. Fun times. So, then we got a reveal for a new Doom game, uh, Dune: Spice Wars. Uh, I believe this is going to be a what, what they like to call is a um, a four X RTS game. The trailer was.
0: I'm intrigued by this one. Um, hmm.
3: I do believe that that Dune has had like games before because I remember there there was one of the there was one on the PlayStation, wasn't there? Like it it was very similar, like a a real-time kind of strategy game. Yeah. Um, I I think I remember actually liking it. I did enjoy it. So going back to its its roots, I'd I'd definitely love to see more of this one.
0: Spice Wars. Get enough mm-hmm. of that in Sheffield. I was just about to
3: say. <laughs> oh. All right, all right. Yep. Don't, don't need to build my base on top of bloody... Sheffield City Centre. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Take over High Street. <laughs> uh, anyway, we digress.
3: Yeah. I was just at Poundland, but... um, Right. Uh a we... find establishment, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Then we got uh, more of a story trailer on Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. For some reason, and I don't know why, because I, I do, I do really enjoy the Borderlands games. I do think they're good fun. Although I've not played the third one yet, a went for us to eventually go for a mod to get it. Um, I don't, I don't know what it is about Wonderlands, but it's not, it's not quite catching me like like Borderlands has. I don't know. Like Do you I think I it's because enjoy... it's
2: moved away from the original style a bit. Because I thought you would have liked the. See, more. for that,
3: or maybe I feel like that there's a bit of a fatigue setting in with with kind of it's the same thing over and over. I know. That's kind of the point of Borderlands and those type of games because people wanted that, but I feel like it's. I don't think it's doing much different to really grasp me, like. Mm-hmm. Even I with I liked, the fantasy style to it. Yeah, I, I liked the in, the interaction before before it got revealed. I liked the interaction between um, Will Arnett and um, Ashley Burke. I think it was. Um, they 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 were really funny. I do think I think this trailer was, was was better presented to me than previous trailers of like what what is it about? You know, seeing that there's going to there is going to be like Borderlands characters in here to interact with. Maybe. Maybe if there was some sort of like, I don't know, demo for it, I wouldn't mind trying it and just seeing mm. if it could grasp me at that point. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about this one. I don't know what you guys thought, sorry. But, um,
0: still not played anyway. so... Still not played, soon. it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll
3: I've, got, to eventually.
2: <laughs> I've got Borderlands 3, but I do I... need to get the Game of the Year edition so we can start from the first one.
0: Yeah, well, I've got the first one installed, ready to go. I'm just waiting for the go <laughs> get go.
3: I've, I've already uh, got my character and I started playing it a little bit and I was like, right, I'll just wait for these guys.
0: Oh, <laughs> you, create, you can create a character first and then where around, can you?
3: Well, yeah, you, you can quite well. You, you complete your class, you can play it for a little bit and then, um, oh, so like to... Nathan starts, starts his game, we can then jump into his as our characters at that level. Not his level, but our current level. Okay. But all, all enemies scale up, um, depending on who you play. So, like, while you're playing, say, level 30, those enemies will be level 30 for you, but for, like, Nathan, they'll still be level 5 if he was level oh, 5. Oh, that's
1: good.
2: So it's not like Fallout, where we're just facing obscene no. enemies just because you're <laughs> with us, Matt.
0: <laughs>
3: that's, that's not my fault. Um, it is. Stop playing. You joined my game. I could have joined yours. Yeah, you, uh, you
0: took us to the mor- the Murder Valley.
3: Basically. It was fun. It was good seeing you Yeah, one for
0: you. Uh, <laughs> it's torture for us. Yeah
3: uh right i think after that one we got a reveal trailer for among us vr which i'd be i'd be quite mm. interested i feel like it'd be quite terrifying playing among us VR actually
2: just looking behind you and they're
3: getting murdered <laughs> just by behind the guy board. was just stabbing you with his tongue um that's what they do yeah. uh could be could be quite fun i, I need to get BR at some point hurry up please well it's, well, it's coming um, out for psvr and oculus too isn't it so i, I need I need the PSV too.
2: I need it. oh <laughs> well, when it's
3: available, we'll get it. Yeah. My brother's got my other VR, so I can't I can't go back if I want to. <laughs> um right. Then we got a very interesting music video for Dokkev, the South Korean Pokemon thing. I think I skipped this, so I will also skip this here. Um, I don't remember that. It's probably for a very good thing. Um, so after that, we got another new game got revealed for a cinematic trailer called Steel Rising. Um, I was I was very intrigued by this one. Um, it looks it looks almost like Assassin's Creed kind of meets. Um, like the like the, the like mechanical um, assassin thing. I don't I don't know if you can remember the trailer. You might not. I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I'm I trying to think how I could describe it. It was uh it was like an alternate history take on Revolutionary Paris with clockwork machines.
1: Hmm.
3: I don't know. If That's you don't still remember, it, it's not. no. Still not um, I, I like the look of it. So. Uh, the next thing that I got that I think I actually kind of skipped over because I wasn't all that bold about was Metal Hellsinger. Uh it's I don't know the, who the developers are, but like the the whole soundtrack to the game has been made by like like heavy metal guys like Trivium and mm. Lamb of God. I yeah, never heard of that, but... um looks looks a bit like Doom. But you're just rocking out to a heavy metal soundtrack. Which you're already doing Doom anyway, so uh <laughs> not too sure to make a bit. It's, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh then we got then we got a reveal trailer for Star Trek Resurgence, which has been made by former Telltale devs, and it's gonna be done in a similar style, I believe. Yeah. In a very Telltale way. Um, could be cool. Do something with the Star Trek um, franchise. Good, good for those people.
2: I mean, graphically it looks good. It looks uh, like a real step above the old Telltale games like Batman he, and The Walking Dead. It looks like the next next hmm. step to that. And I like the Star Trek universe, so
3: I'll give that a go. Cool. You can review that for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then uh then we got a gameplay trailer for Rumbleverse.
2: this one looked you... really fun
3: it does look like an interesting take on battle royale because it's, it's very just kind of a, a almost There's like mark a fight. Shakes his head yep. <laughs> <laughs> whenever he hears the infamous you love wrestling tunes. mark it looked interesting
0: i'm sorry i thought it just looked crap
3: cool that's uh, that's not <laughs> contribution to the yep.
0: opposition.
3: I thought it looked like a um, a wrestling
2: slash smash style game, do you know, like jumping on buildings and then attacking I, I people thought... from there and body slamming people into the ground. It looks yeah. look really fun.
3: Great, do an RKO through for, for a building, that'd be brilliant.
0: Yeah. Uh... It's no, it's just chasing the Fortnite crowd, isn't
3: it? Well it's made by Epic, oh, so they're right, they're chasing their own tail. Um <laughs> So after that, we got uh, we got a gameplay look at the sequel to A Plague Tale. Uh, it was called yes. Plague Tale: Requiem, which I'm sure Nathan's very excited about, as you yep. just heard.
2: Looking forward to this.
3: Yeah, um, I, I need to play the first one. I think I, I do around and play the first one.
2: I think it were on um, PS Plus a few months ago. So if you downloaded it, then should have it available to you. It is a really good game though. Um I think it took me between eight and 10 hours to complete, so not massively long, but the story's great. The time period's great. It looks fantastic to say they didn't have too many people working on it. But yeah, mm. definitely if anyone's not played A Plague's Tale,
3: play that. Cool. Get around to playing the first one. And the second one did look very good, so uh after that we got a very short cinematic trailer for dying light 2. i don't think we need to say too much about this although i like i like that they're, that they're keeping the theme of kind of it is all about survival and you kind of screwing up yourself um and dying so um uh, i just want the game at this point just release it. i don't i don't need to see anymore.
2: Just got trailer um, fatigue. It's, I think it's a lot yeah. like Deathloop where they just kept showing us too much <laughs> and you get to a point where you just like, just, just bring it out. Come on.
3: Yeah. Do you need to get around playing that as well, actually. Uh, then we got another trailer for Crossfire X for the single player campaign. Um, I don't think there's too much to say about this, so then just looks like another first person shooter. Ch- chew- no, shooty shooty bang man. Yeah, I know Crossfire X is more known for its, its multiplayer because it's the, I think it was uh one of the podcasts I think this year, it was like, I think I'd said that um, Crossfire X was actually the most played game in the world currently, purely just because of the Asian market, so um, we'll see, we'll see if it's okay. Uh, then another trailer for Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, don't think we need to speak too much about that cause I think we're very spooking about that, um, another Battle Royale game, but with vampires, um, oh, I think I actually will give it a go if it is, I, I think it might be free to play, um, I like the Vampire Masquerade series, so, um, after that we got the 1.0 trailer for GTFO, uh, I'm pretty sure kind of know what they might spell out, but it's been in early access for the last two years, and it's finally getting a full release. Um, I believe this is like a like a four-player um, wave survival type game. Um, I've seen it on PC a couple of times. Look, look, looks good, but terrifying. Um, so that was that. Then. I can't believe this. I didn't realise there was so much at the Game Awards. I didn't realise there was so much. Uh, <laughs> then we got our very first look at the Halo series that's
0: coming to Paramount+. Plus.
3: Do we have any thoughts on this? Master Chief look pretty good.
0: I just don't know how we're going to watch it. Because it's on Paramount+. So I don't know how that trend... Netflix? Comes over Netflix here.
3: Could, could grab it. Maybe. Or Amazon? Possible.
0: Possible. I'd sure. say probably Netflix because
2: they're they're really heavy in the gaming space, so mm. yeah, no, it's logical for them to get that.
3: Could do. Could do. Uh, then we got a cinematic trailer for Elden Ring. Um, I I like I, I like kind of how how they're building the lore of the story. I kind of like how it it seems to be going where it's like gods have effed up and this is the world we live in now because of them, and they didn't need to do this.
2: Um It sounds like the premise to any good game.
3: Yeah. Um it's it's what I would like to give Elden Ring a go, but again, it's kind of like the, the history with why knows in the Dark Soul games um and Bloodborne is is kind of just just don't include certain enemies. And you've got me on board.
0: Are they particular eight legged enemies?
3: Maybe. Uh don't have oh. them, and I'll be happy. it's <laughs> <NMS laughs> with just oh, in a squid. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. uh, caterpillar, uh...
0: <laughs> Stay away from Bokto, Dad.
3: Yeah. But I i mean, it's—it's it's, you know—it's—it's going to have a. I imagine it'll have a really good story, just because you know um Martin's involved. Well, it's the Forget most. It's, it's going to be the. Sorry, jo- George, isn't it? George R. Martin, is it? Chris uh, sure. of Game of yeah. maybe don't know. Um, like that. I'm sure butchered it, but I'm sure I have a really good story. Sorry, Nick. Well, all I'm going to say is, it's been the most
2: anticipated game for two years the running. So better yeah. be good.
3: <laughs> well, full of Uh interest. Right. The next thing we got was something called a Saint off planet. Um, wasn't sure what to make of this one. Uh. Seemed fine. Could be okay. I don't know. Move on. Uh, <laughs> after that, we got another reveal trailer for Ark. Well, not another one. A new one, I should say. A new game trailer for Ark Raiders. Um, which seems uh, I was I was intrigued by this one. Um, having the whole kind of Robots against humans kind of thing. Apparently, it's going to be a free-to-play cop trailer... Uh, co tra- shooter, I should say, um, by developers who were behind both Battlefield and Star Wars Battlefront. Um, mm-hmm. good, intriguing. Yeah. Once I heard that, I was like, okay, this could be quite, quite solid. Um, don't know what you guys thought, thought of it. It's, uh, it was... Uh, Good use of neon colours, I suppose the trailer had.
0: <laughs> I quite liked the look of it.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I like the whole idea of like just having humans versus it, well, I suppose uh, horizons are a kind of got like that down. But um, no, this one this one seemed interesting. I'm kind of hoping it's it's, it's going to be kind of similar to almost kind of um, like the division, but like the movement seems a bit more fluid. Um, and it seems like robots just kind of maybe come down randomly. So it's just it's, it's like a random event, maybe, that you get to kind of get yourself involved in. Not cool. Then the very last thing that got revealed at the Game Awards, which we sort of knew because it kind of got leaked earlier, was The Matrix Awakens, the Unreal Engine 5 Experience Teaser. Um, now I also believe that this got dropped right after the Game Awards finished.
0: I think Yeah it did, yeah.
3: Yeah. It came out literally afterwards. So it's essentially so yeah. um it's essentially just sort of like a almost like a teaser for this is what the Unreal Five engine can do.
0: Um and promotion for the New film.
3: And promotion for the New, film, of course. <laughs>
0: um
3: I've I've not played it. Um I think I think I know I think you've played, it, I mean if um yeah. whether you want to give your thoughts on it now or sort of later.
0: I've played it as well.
3: You played it as well. I've I've seen someone play it. I've like I've seen walkthrough not walkthroughs, but playthroughs, I should say. Um graphically it looks incredible. Yeah. It, um, it does. It is. It, it feels crazy.
2: like the next level. This is yeah, what this is like this is this, next gen. This
3: is what next gen will you could be. say it's unreal. Oh <laughs> um, I wasn't too sure. Like I saw those, so like the, the starting style cinematic. They graphically look good. Like both um Keanu Reeves and um Kerry and oh, yeah. Moss. Um Animation wise is a bit sus, but that's not the point of the experience. It wasn't the animations. It was more how everything looks and the city because you, you kind of go initially from there into like a like an on rail shooting
0: bit. That chase scene is brilliant. Yeah, it's so. um,
3: it looked really good I, I like the look of it um, and then I think what was more impressive for me at least was sort of the, the the last bit of it where you get to you play as the I don't know if it's like a new character is going to be in the new film or it was just made for this experience um, but you can you get like free reign to do what you want and see so you can like go into cars drive all the cars um, the, the the damage um models for the cars looked really good, actually. Because I saw someone go like full pelt into like a post and like the car kind of bent like into the post, like the post goes through the engine. It's like, oh, that's brilliant. Like, yeah. I've never seen any game do that. It would just be just hit the post and then you just, just stay, stay flat. It like nothing. Um, the whole city is well rendered, looks beautiful. Like, I, I really impressed how the city looks. It
2: looks like, do you know those like, upscales of GTA where it looks really real? Yeah. That's what it seemed like to me.
0: It does look almost photorealistic.
2: Yeah. And the ray tracing were fantastic. So when you stand outside a window, you can see the light reverberating off the window onto your character. Um, some of I, I had some frame rate issues when I crashed into a lot of cars, I'll admit. Yeah, I did notice
0: that when I was speeding down the highway, the frame rate did drop a bit. Mm. That's the only real issue is I I think I had with the, mm. the experience. Yeah. Because
2: oh. I'll be honest, as I was going through it, um, you do you've got the first bit where you've got like Neo and Trinity and everyone talking, and then you've got the on rail shoot a bit as you said, Matt. Um, and I thought that was it. I thought, oh, 25 gig for this, it's impressive, but oh, it's it's not that good. And then when it unlocked itself and you could roam around the city and do what you want, I'm like, ah, I get it now.
3: <laughs> um, this is where all the gigs have gone to.
2: Yeah, that's it. I mean, I enjoyed the like the monologue afterwards with them like showing you kind of the technology in action and the way it works in terms of you can switch it to like I can't remember what the view was, but where you could see like all the individual polygons for what they set up and the way that the oh, ray tracing yeah, works yeah. and the AI for the cars and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you could,
0: you could you could, could imagine toggle. Different things, on yeah. Got, yeah, that's right, yeah, because you can so change, often, everything like... looks multicolored,
2: yeah, <laughs> you could change it's like matrix style where everything's green. The well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was one that said triangles actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah triangle. um, but yeah, I i can't remember how long I spent in it, um, uh, probably about 40 to 50 minutes just exploring and driving as fast as I could, um, flying around as well, that was pretty cool, so you could go really high in the sky and look at. Well, whatever you wanted. And I th- It was a really good experience. I think it was a really good showcase of what we can do now with this engine. And I just can't wait for people to utilise it fully because if this is what they can do, like just as like a teaser, and at the start of this console's generation, think what they can do in three or four years time when they've properly mastered it.
0: Yeah. Mm. Future's exciting.
3: Mm. No, certainly. I, I think this this sort of teaser for Unreal 5 um, impressed me more about the engine than the, so the early ones they had, you know, where they had like, they had the um, female character going through like a cabin and they yeah. showed off like some yeah, line that... there, and then you we had, like... a we lot, talked... lot
0: very first pod. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, <laughs> full, it's a full circle. Uh, <laughs> so, but no, looks looks very impressive. Can't wait to see the feature of Next gen properly once, once all the studios get to really utilize Unreal Five. Um, and that was the end of the Game Awards. So if there is any any of news, please take over because my throat is very dry
0: <laughs> from talking. <laughs> uh, I just want a point about the Game Awards itself, though. Do you feel like it's becoming more about? Oh, it's certainly
3: more about the games about. than the actual rewa- awards. It doesn't feel like I was award very segment. disappointed about that that side of it. A
0: because a lot of
3: awards was just like, and here's the nominees!
0: Yeah, three quarters it was Jeff Keighley. Just and went here's on stage the and winner! It's like, what? And this is the award for bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. And here are the nominees and then the list just appears on, on the left. Yeah, and did the winner shout is... a lot of them out. Yeah. Oh. It's just like... How,
3: how did they decide which ones sh- should have been important as well? Because you kind of got like... There's there's award for action which... Returnal one, but it was just like, oh, here's a nominee, he's a one. But then, like, they had like a proper thing for action adventure game, which Metroid Dread won. And it was like, oh, here's now Doug Bowser, technical Speech. Like, why is, why is that genre more, more important. important than this one? Yeah. Like, what's who decides which one gets to be on stage or not? Like, it should be more about do you want. Could, could.
0: And there's also bits where um, I think it's they announced innovation and in accessibility. I said Forza Horizon Five, mm. and then as they were going up stage, Jeff Keeley just like over in voiceover just went, "Oh, Forza Horizon Five also won best sports game, uh, best sports slash racing game." Yeah, so yeah. they went two separate ones. They just as they were claiming another one, he just said, "Yeah, they've won this other one." Just like an afterthought.
3: Yeah. And then when when they um they were the same developers, weren't they? They were like they were doing the speech, and then they were like, "Oh, we're, we're being prompted to like wrap this up." Like,
2: yeah. Well, if you don't no. have so many trailers, you would be able to dedicate more time no. to this. Stop it, stop it. I mean, the segment that we've just done on this podcast just outlines it perfectly. Five minutes talking about the Game Awards, <laughs> about 15 minutes talking about the games that were shown in the Game Awards. Yeah. And there was,
3: there was about 15 minutes or so of adverts for games. Like, why, why, we don't... And they were the same adverts as well for, like... I don't know, there was one that kept on popping up for... I don't know if it was like Fortnite or it might be another another game, something similar. It was just like, why why do we have adverts in something that's not... Well, I don't believe it was being televised. I know it's streamed. But why are we getting adverts on the street?
2: Well, they've got to pay for the venue, haven't they? Yeah. Just,
3: yeah, but just make it feel more about the the awards. Like, I... Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I'm you, Jeff Keeler.
2: Yeah. Back in your box, mate. Until Summer Games Fest.
3: Yeah. yeah, until Summer Games Fest and I just talk more stuff.
0: Um Right, shall we move on to other things? Yeah. Okay. So shall we talk about Ubisoft?
3: Yeah, why not? What's 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 going down with Ubisoft this time?
0: So have you heard about what Ubisoft are planning now? Are you going to uh, move in? To the NFT business
3: uh, Have
0: you not heard of this? So, yeah. so if you don't know what an NFT is Basically it's How do you describe it? Um, think of a digital thing Item But there's a limited number of them Which is a stupid thing In itself So let's for instance a game has Well let's just take some Random battle royale game And there's a, a special gun that's I don't know, AK 47 with a silencer on it. And there's only 100 of them in total. Nah. Uh, players can buy that digitally, but then they have some sort of certificate for it, don't they? So it's like. Yeah, so they own that particular yeah. image. So there's say. only 100 of them in existence. And then they can buy and sell them on a marketplace, in effect. So oh. it's just, it's basically just acting like you've got a physical thing, but it's actually a digital thing. And there's only. It's artificial scarcity. That's what we're getting at in the end, aren't we? Pretty much. So this is an article taken from VGC. It says, Ubisoft plans to add non-fungible tokens to its games have been met with overwhelming backlash. Unsurprisingly. The announced trailer for the Ubisoft Quartz, that's what they call it. it, platform was posted on the official Ubisoft North America YouTube channel and at the time of writing was received over 105,000 views. Viewers have also clicked to like or dislike more than 16,000 times on the video, and the consensus consensus is overwhelmingly in favour of the latter. At the time of writing of the 16,270 engagements, viewers have made 804 were likes, while 15,466 were dislikes. Now, it's come out at a decent time when YouTube's got rid of the yeah. dislikes. I was, was going
3: to mention that. That's like, convenient, like, yeah, isn't yeah. It? It's
0: convenient. But there is some way to... Track them, and that's that's what they've done. Uh, this means the percentage of engagements that are positive currently stands at just under five percent. Uh, NFTs are unique, non-interchangeable units of data stored in a digital ledger, which users can buy and sell. Uh, Ubisoft is introducing NFTs to its games via Ubisoft Court, which is which it builds as the first platform for playable and energy-efficient NFTs in AAA games. So they think it's gonna they're gonna start it off with Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. It's going to be the first game that they introduced it in. It will enable players to acquire digits, which are collectible in-game vehicles, weapons, and pieces of equipment. Digits will be released as part of limited editions, each made up of a fixed number of cosmetic items. And this is what Ubisoft said about this. Digits are a new way to experience cosmetic items, combining the fun of playing with AAA-quality assets and the thrill of owning NFTs that represent unique, collectible pieces of Ubisoft game worlds. Each digit has its own serial number, which can be viewed by other players in game and comes with a certificate of ownership. Players will be able to sell digits on third-party platforms outside of the Ubisoft ecosystem. Our long-term efforts led us to understand how blockchain's decentralized approach could genuinely make players stakeholders of our games in a way that is also sustainable for our industry, placing back into their hands the value they generate through the time they spend, the items they buy or the content they create online, said Nicholas, Prade, VP of Ubisoft's Strategic Innovation Lab. Ubisoft of course, is the first building block in our ambitious vision for developing a true metaverse, and it can't come to life without overcoming blockchain's early form limitations for gaming, including scalability and energy consumption. Um, I hate this with every five of my being. <laughs> I just hate it. <laughs> All the words in that, it's just buzzwords, trying to chase the new trend. Hate it. It's stupid. We don't want this in gaming now. Loot boxes is bad enough. Not this crap as well.
3: That's it. It's it's almost like they're training, like, oh, here's DLC, but only you get to have it, and it's no one
0: else. It's like the the pre- prey on the FOMO uh, aspect don't they?
3: Well, all all companies try and chase the latest trend only. It's just I, but I don't know I, why, because like at the moment this trend is getting like the most negative news, and I think I've seen any anything yeah. get.
0: And it's it starting to get a hand. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm completely not surprised. It's Ubisoft. It's just typical. It would be Ubisoft because if I am
3: surprised it's not EA.
0: <laughs> oh no, no, the, the one of the heads at EA has always said he's he's interested in this idea. So, oh yeah, it will it, it, it will happen. <laughs>
2: well, what they'll probably do at EA is say, right, you've got Messi. If there's a thousand oh, Messi on. NFTs for Ultimate Team,
3: don't no stop.
2: <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> to be honest. I don't mind it. Oh, I knew this was coming.
3: I knew it. I knew oh, you were this. The guy this. who's, like, hyper this, into cryptocurrencies.
2: This, is, this has been happening for years within games.
3: Yeah, it's just a yeah, different
2: form say. of it. Uh, They've all got their own financial systems. And if uh, I can buy something within uh, game that's going to help me on the game and that might go up in value, it's a win-win. It's not a win-win. It is. It isn't. Because you get something cool for your game that you can show off to other people. And then if you can make some money out of it if you sell it, then fantastic. I think it's the next logical step. And I welcome it with open arms. And I this, think Mark's this administration. This,
3: this podcast is brought to you by two people, no? Uh <laughs> No. Uh No. I just I
0: We'll go down a rabbit hole
3: I don't like it because, like, you 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 seen stuff recently with um, they're doing stuff with like Bob Ross getting like di- digital like pains from him or something through it, yeah. and like similar with like Stan Lee as well. It's just like
2: yeah, there were a bit of backlash on the Stan Lee one when the Disney NFTs went up. Yeah,
3: just like, but I don't know who I don't know who came up with the idea for the Stan Lee one because it's not it's, it's obviously Stan Lee separate from Disney. And, Marvel. I don't know who thought of the idea. But it's just like I don't. Why? I mean, there was bad enough backlash when um, the developers for uh, Stalker Two were going yes, well. to introduce as well. Because they, I think, what what they were selling was if you you could buy you you buy some from them like in, in this NFT, where they could then they would put you. In the game as an NPC, if you bought it through this, but I think I also well, I think like the prices for them as well were like massively fluctuating, um, and they got they got hammered by fans. They were like, "We do not want this. This is this is a bad idea. We will not spoil your game if you continue doing this." And then they did like a U-turn. They were like, "Right, we've heard the feedback. We're not going to do this. Um, sorry." <laughs> But I don't, I, I, for me personally, I don't know enough about these NFTs to really have like a a, a real judgment on them. Other than like, I've heard that they are very cost wasting and energy wasting as well. So, some about energy.
2: Um, Well, it's the same with crypto generally. Because um, mm. as you know, you have to mine crypto on machines, and people right. build these massive computers just to mine crypto, and that's causing all this energy to be used. I think they said um, the entire all the crypto farms um, put out more power than um, Sweden. So that's kind of like the levels oh, that we get frick. into, yeah. In oh. terms of that, so that's why why there's such a backlash. Against that kind of stuff. And that, ah. personally, I'm against crypto so farming. I, mean, I did look into it once, but it just wasn't cost effective for the coin that I wanted to mine. Because um, it was going to cost more in energy than it was to, than I'd get back. But anyway, that's its own its own thing.
3: Hmm. Well, just say no to NFTs.
2: Unless you never. <laughs> that could be a poster just you, like, pointing. Say no to
3: NFTs. Say no to NFTs. That's it, I'm the poster boy now.
0: <laughs> Down with this sort of thing. <laughs> Up the NFTs. All right, shall we talk about more bad news?
3: Uh-oh.
0: That was bad news? <laughs> yes, that was bad news. <laughs> uh, but this is worse. Well, yeah, it is. It's uh, so a bungee. So, recently we've gone through the whole process, of the whole thing about the uh, Ubisoft and um, Activision Blizzard. And now, Bungie have now reared their head in this space of a... Well, anyway, this is taken from... So the original piece from this is taken from an IGN article written by Rebecca Valentine. Uh, But these are key points that were taken from it on an article on Forbes. So this is describing toxic uh, work culture at Bungie. So a large focus is issues that were experienced by the narrative team, where a team lead from Destiny 1 would explode frequently, creating a toxic environment. At one point, he threw a chair at a window because he was so mad at others Who were ruining his creative vision for the game
3: What the hell What an
0: idiot Yeah, uh, chair for me. yeah. Uh, Cookie Hipponia That's an interesting name The only named ex-employee in the piece Spoke about her time on the narrative team uh, Which ended in 2019 Where she had, uh, she had a lead she described as a sexist nightmare There were a series of male leads That would demean women, take credit for their work Or make racist comments uh, the narrative team had to crunch 80, 90, 100 hour weeks, and one employee described themselves as too sick to type during this period, so they had to dictate to someone else. Wow, what? that's awful. Yeah. Uh, back when Curse of Osiris launched, many of the women writers were flamed and even threatened on Reddit, and were offered no support from the studio. Instead, a member of leadership at the studio emailed those Reddit, uh, emailed those Reddit threads to other leaders as evidence the women were incompetent. Uh, women had to push back on male writers who wanted to portray the women characters of Destiny in ways that were degrading, tone-deaf, or casually sexist. Uh, rejected stories of Eris Morn, Sov, Anna Bray, Ikora Ray, Soraya Hawthorne were said to lean too heavily on stereotypes and mental health struggles. Uh, Bungie has frequently seen women and people of colour leave at disproportionately high rates. When issues relating to the problems with these mentioned above were brought to HR, little happened with them, and in some instances, HR actively talked behind employees' backs about the way they dressed. Including one time, a woman was called a slut. Uh, the only named leader in the article is Pete Parsons, who was said to meet direct requests for help with silence. Um, it's it's growing, isn't it? These metal it is.
3: Well, once one fell, they were all going to start going, weren't they? I'm very yeah. surprised it's Bungie, um I will say. No wonder Microsoft didn't want. Uh <laughs>
2: <laughs> just a shame, isn't it? It's just it, it casts a horrible shadow on the industry as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Cause well you gotta think now, it's gonna be a domino effect. Cause if it's it's two major companies now, at least. You got to think well, it's going to be it's going to be just like the Me Too movement. You we're going to have these things come out now, so which well, is a good thing that it's going to be thrust into the public eye. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, we can stop this from happening.
0: So who have we had so far? Ubisoft, Activision Ubisoft, Blizzard, Ubisoft,
3: Activision
0: Blizzard. Bungie,
3: Quantity was uh there was one about was it Riot Games. No, I think that was discrimination. I don't think there was actual any allegations like well,
0: of stuff. But, but yeah, it's it's, it's going to keep going. Yeah. And this won't be the last time we speak about this. And more oh no, this, this, this will out not out be the other. last
3: company that will get found out. It's a, it's clearly a culture thing. It's it's just everywhere. It's, you know, stupid men who can't keep it in the pants. But then also just like it's not just that grading it's, yeah, it's, it's, their, yeah, it's their female colleagues like as well.
2: I think uh, it seems like a lot of people in these companies have got a lot of backwards views and they need to realise it's not nineteen sixty-two anymore, it's twenty twenty-one. And everybody well, needs to be treated yeah, equally.
3: It's it's a result of a industry that has always been predominantly male kind of oriented. Mm. Um Especially, I don't want to bring skin color into this, but there has been obviously accusations as well of kind of racism in some places. But it's you know we this industry needs to modernise, and I mean there's even the I don't know if we'll end up maybe bringing it up later on, but the the story was it with Activision um, with the the news about. Um, uh, the employees kind of were wanting to get like a, a union kind of together. Oh, yeah. And there was the, the email from the higher ups kind of basically saying, don't do that. Yeah, try to Don't beg do them. that. <laughs> it's just like, it's what? Like, you do
0: know if you sign this, you're signing so they can. Yeah. Like, uh, it's
3: like, just... it's just, it's absolutely mental. But I'm, in a way, I'm kind of glad that everything's getting brought up. Cause oh yeah, it's, if, it's, it's much if, better. If we don't know about it, then we can't. Yeah, as there's, much as we hate no talking
0: change. about it, as much as we hate talking about it, in the end, this is going to be good for the the developers who are having all this thrust upon them.
3: That's it. It's, it's...
0: it's it needs to. It's right. just
3: nuts. It's absolutely nuts.
0: <laughs> uh, shall we cheer ourselves up? Yeah, I'd like to, please. <laughs> more after, more NFT talk. Come on. Oh. Uh... No. So, right, so according to the, the website, How Long to Beat, this is the top 10 most completed games of 2021. Ooh. Top 10. So, number 10 is Little Nightmares 2. Number 9, The Medium. 8, Near Replicant. I'm not going to read the rest. Go on. No. 7, Psychonauts 2. 6, 12 Minutes. 5, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. 4, It Takes Two. 3, Ratchet & Clank uh, Rift Apart. 2, Metroid Dread. And what was number one? Resident Evil? Correct. Resident Evil Village is the most completed mm-hmm. game of 2021.
3: Good. Should've won given it year
0: you. <laughs> Unfortunate. But that surprises me, because it's scary nature. I Once I want have thought of that to be the most completed game of the year.
3: Well, it's... It's arguably been the biggest game of the year. I can't think of anything else that was really, like, AAA standards. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be AAA, does it? It doesn't, but it always gets the most marketing, doesn't it? Like, it was... Resident Evil Village was everywhere. Hmm. I'll I'll make a correction. Lady D was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So... And that's why she won uh, Best Performance.
0: Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah, absolutely.
3: So... Just on the... Um, oh, I don't know if you want to continue this, but I've actually got a bit of a, a flip bit of news on that. of Rather Go than on. the most completed games of the year. Uh, <laughs> the most uncompleted game. Now, Mayor Creek did come out with their top 10 worst reviewed games of the year.
2: Oh, oh I saw this. Uh, I know what's this, coming. this
3: is based on weighted average review scores from approved critics. So this, isn't, this isn't based on user score. Because okay. you'd get, you, you'd probably get something like Halo Infinite in there somehow, because people are idiots. So, um, I do have them in, uh, in an order, uh, interestingly. Actually, let me just give it a quick one. Oh. Ah, there's actually 12 games in here because some are reviewed on the same score. But we'll go from number nine. So, number nine was Necromunda Hide Gun. Apparently got a score of 55. So, this is how bad we're going. We're already kind of towards the bottom. Placed in uh, joint eighth place is Arkham Horror Mother's Embrace on 53. I and... don't remember that game. No, I don't remember that one. <laughs> also joining it on a score of 53 is the GTA, the, tri- the
0: GTA, GTA,
3: that. the trilogy. I knew be on there. Yeah. Um, had to be on there, hadn't it? Uh, at number seven is. Akaba's trip, Hellbound, and debriefed. A lot of these games we're probably not going to know about. <laughs> it's That's probably why the they're really badly reviewed. We're not yeah. in the
2: business of playing crap games. Uh... <laughs> the most Speak spot, for yourself.
3: Anyway. <laughs> <All> right, well, <laughs> uh, number six is Taxi Chaos. Um, sounds like it could have been a fun, fun little spin-off on uh...
2: Crazy Taxi.
3: Crazy Taxi. In Spin joint, off, th- you mean rip off That's what you mean <laughs> Oh sorry, uh, I didn't mention the score So Acaba's Trip got 52 Taxi, Chaos got 51 Then in joint Fifth place is On 49 each is Pixel Junk Raiders uh, Which apparently came out on the stadia only And the Unexpected Quest In number 4 on 48 we had Demon Skin Bit of a strange name okay. On joint 3rd with 44 points is Of, Bird and Cage and Balan Wonderworld
2: I wanted that to be so good that Balan Wonderworld it looked yeah. really good in the trailers and fun It's just a shame, it's crap yeah. Which one was that? Uh,
3: that? It was made by the creator of Sonic The like a, a 3D platforming game where it's all about the different hats you wear, you got like different powers and stuff
2: And there's quite a weird co-op element to it as well But I can't remember
3: that's fine. I don't think many other people do. At number two, we have Werewolf the Apocalypse of Blood, which got a score of forty two. Now the worst reviewed game. A score of twenty-five. Is it a sports game? Yes. Yes. Could you guess what it is?
0: Is it an EA sports game?
3: It's non EA sports game.
0: Oh, um eFootball.
3: Yes, eFootball, <laughs> that's a of course. Score of 25 it was the worst reviewed game of 2021. Potentially not much of a surprise.
2: I'm absolutely devastated by that. He deserves at least 30 just for having the celebration with the microphones.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, you didn't review the game, so...
0: Maybe you can out. get that as an NFT in the next EA Sports game.
3: Oh,
2: God, stop. <laughs> yeah, i uh, buy that.
3: Yep. Stop.
2: So off the back of all this end of year best and worst games,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Nintendo Life brought out a list of the top fifty Switch games, and can anybody guess what the winner was? So the top fifty Switch games of twenty twenty one. It's gonna be an easy one.
3: There's been fifty. Mm.
2: Uh, Pokemon. Yeah, just Pokemon. Good, good try, Mark. Yeah, Pokemon. Go on, <laughs> just, what's your just, guess, just, Matt? Well, look, is it a Pokemon? Uh, it is not a Pokemon. No, right. I was going to say another
3: I, For me personally, uh, I would say Metroid Dread.
2: Ding, ding. You're correct. Yep. yep. Top Switch game of the year was Metroid Dread.
3: Of course it was. Should have won Game of the Year. <laughs> I'm not saying that It Takes Two it didn't. It's just, you know, it's my personal. You uh, said Resident
0: uh, Evil should have won Game of the Year, so. I I also, your mind you Change your mind, should, should,
3: should have been joint Game of the Years for me. <laughs> there you go. I reckon the Pokemon games would have been in the top ten though, surely. Well, I don't think they've been out long
2: enough. Well, they were, sorry, they were in the top ten, but
3: just not no. enough to push it over
2: the edge. It's but Metroid Dreads were received really well. and when it, goes oh, to, it, was, it was incredible. And when it goes sub £30, pounds, I'll definitely pick it up.
3: Yeah, yeah, but... Uh, support your developers. Just a bit of news that I do want to mention, to that I probably should have mentioned right at the end of the Game Awards, because it is to swing back to it. There is a uh, an industry inside, uh, insider, Tom Henderson, who had claimed mm-hmm. there was a game that was supposedly going to be surprise revealed at the Game Awards, but for whatever reason, wasn't. I think you guys would, would probably actually be interested to see if, if well, to, to see if the game did show up. I'm sure you guys would have been, you would have loved it. So it has been claimed that a sequel to Rockstars, the bully was going to be shown.
0: Yeah, I heard about this. I don't believe it.
3: You don't believe it? No.
0: I mean, I want it to be true. I think but... it's. I think it's more likely to be a remaster. Do not well, think, think it's a, remaster a remaster of the first one? Yeah, I don't think it's bully too. Mm. I can't see Rockstar going back to with the nature of their business now, if their monetization and all that. I can't see them going back to bully. Yeah, because how would they be able to sell short cards on bully?
3: Yeah, will just sell bully cards. Give you they license could, to punch five people right? in the face. They, or they something. could, if if they just make a sequel, but just have it open world where you you know you got to say you got a high school or something. You can have an online component where everyone creates their own student. You know you can you can get stats by doing classroom stuff. That'd be cool.
0: I don't even know how you do a sequel to that. Anyway, to be
3: honest, I just told you. There you go.
0: <laughs> well, no, because it's, it's very much a school thing, wasn't it? It's
2: its own isolated I thing. That's stage. Now. It
0: feels a bit weird after all, the, the after all this time, unless it's completely different characters. No, yeah, it could do. No, yeah. I can't see it happening anyway.
3: You can't see <laughs> Fair enough. So,
2: we are finally getting faceplates for the PS5. Long overdue, I think. Yes. Because at one point, they were taking listings down from Amazon for people that ended up making them
0: themselves. They so must have so to... much money so far. Oh, yeah, definitely. Two to 30-party sellers. And what mm. were they thinking? What on earth were they thinking, just taking so long to do this? Yeah.
2: They should have really had this on release, at least.
0: And they're releasing but... uh, other Dual sense colours as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So we've got three new ones. We've yeah. got Nova Pink, Galactic Purple, and Starlight Blue. Have you guys got any favourites of those? I like the blue and the purple. Pink, mm. not so much i really like the starlight blue
3: i, I like the uh, the purple purple looks really nice
2: yeah i think i was gonna get the purple i think in terms of plates for my um ps5 i think i'll go for the black just for the aesthetic but i think i'm definitely gonna pick that starlight blue controller up at
0: some point i don't know if i'm gonna get a face blue hmm. i quite like the style of the white one
3: i do like the, the the white one i think the red one looks really nice because i think
0: it's, is that uh, the cosmic red one
3: yeah I think the red one really nice. It'd go with my
0: controller. Yeah. Oh, you could do is you could go half and half, can't you? Get two stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like a monster. Like. Yeah. Oh, that's what that's totally what I'm gonna do.
3: That's it now. Get two, just put just put one off of half. Yeah. Yeah. Needs to do half the controllers now.
0: Just one off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Half and half controllers.
3: And they're just like duct tape
0: will do it it ended up looking like that McDonald's controller. Oh, I still want that. <laughs> yeah. that it amazing. was a
3: nice controller. Don't, don't say bad things about it.
0: Yeah, get that skid a wish.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, wish. So <laughs> so they're coming in January, so we can um, expect prices and updates there.
0: So hopefully I'll get myself on for my birthday. Uh, CG Project Red. So they have finally uh, agreed a settlement on their lawsuit. So do you remember the lawsuit that they had by them investors. Yeah. So CD Project has agreed on settlement terms with a group of investors who sued the company over Cyberpunk's 2077's disastrous launch. A new statement released states that the negotiations were concluded on Wednesday and we'll see CD Project paying out just 1.85 million to the plaintiffs. Doesn't seem like much. No, it doesn't does, That's it?
2: Not too bad, does
0: it? For comparison, CD Projekt made over 563 million in game sales during Cyberpunk's release month alone, and spent just 2.2 million on its Help Me Refund campaign, designed to provide refunds to players who were unable to claim one from the original vendor. I think they got off lightly there, are not they? Yeah, I'd take it. Well, yeah, you take 1.85 billion, <laughs> <laughs> but this is more than one investor.
3: No, I'd, I'd take the, the punishment. Like it's, it's very light.
0: Oh, I see. But yeah, 1. 1. I 1. would love the money. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many investors there were, though, but 1.85 million between them. Is it much, is it? Because it's not just going to be one investor.
3: It turned out there's about 500 of them. Like, oh, well, that's yeah. all of it gone. <laughs>
0: here's your 20 quid. Yeah, yeah <laughs> here's
3: yeah, all the money we made from Cyberpunk.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much the share price went down, but it was probably enough to kind of pad the difference for how much the share price went down
0: because of this. Hmm. Although I think where they were going, uh, uh, there were multiple lawsuits, I think. In regards to this, wasn't there? Mm. This is probably the other one. Yeah,
3: there was quite a few. So,
0: So has anybody
2: heard about PlayStation's latest acquisition? So, Mm -hmm. on the 10th of December, they acquired a support studio called Valkyrie Entertainment. So, they're best known for working on Halo Infinite God of War, Forza Motorsport 7, League of Legends, and Middle Earth Shadow of War. So, could be taken away a little bit from Microsoft there if they're not going to be supporting them on their Halo and Forza franchises anymore. If Sony does see fit to do that. But- I wonder
3: how much they did support them, though. Because, like, there, there is, like, you'll find that when any game is made, that there is a lot of developers that do support it in kind of one way or another, whether it's, like, maybe it's some animation work, maybe it's some just little bits here and there. So, you know, it sounds like it'll be a good acquisition for, um, for PlayStation. Do hope. They do get to eventually kind of make their own game and not just continually supporting.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, if that's what they're good at and they do the job, then, yeah, keep doing that. Because they can do that with just the Sony first-party stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep. And if it gets um, God of War Ragnarok done a bit quicker, then I'm (laughs) all for
0: it. Shall we stick with Sony? Why not? Sony has approved a patent for player-influenced gaming environments. So... The patent, submitted by Sony Interactive Entertainment in 2019, was granted on December 7th. It credits Hideo Kajiba as the inventor, and a summary of the patent describes the invention as a terrain radar and gradual building of a route in a virtual environment of a video game. So this is like Death Stranding. Yeah. So going into more detail, the summary describes it as a method for influencing a gaming world of a video game, and plots out a way for online players to affect the terrain of single-player worlds, which are delivered to localised versions of the game through a cloud gaming system. The method includes determining that a first path has been traversed one or more times by one or more characters and explains that it then changes the first path based on the number of times the first path has been traversed by one or more characters, if that makes sense. So, in each person's single player's yeah, game, yeah. if you travel a single path, then that environment will change in everybody's game as more people go down it. I think that's what I'm trying to get at you. Yeah. These characters seem to refer to other online players as the filing describes cross pollinating the first path. After it has been improved across the plurality Of virtual environments Further down the pattern describes pathways that Physically widen based on how many players have walked along it An existing feature in Death Stranding Hmm that's interesting Because I quite like that in Death Stranding Where Hmm. you did see Environmental changes so you would work together Even though it was a single player game You could see the work of other people So like they may have put a ladder down Or a bridge or something And collectively you would get resources And build roads so you, you could effectively build a road yourself, but you it would take you a long time to get the resources and all that. Whereas in this you could pull it together and anybody who puts the resources in the same place you have together, it would help and build the road. So yeah, that's I quite like sound of that. I don't know how it'd work in other games mind, but
2: I suppose in any open world game they could kind of move that over. I don't know about other genres. Yeah. But I definitely think in open world games people could like make kind of bases and things like that and build them up together. That kind of thing.
3: Ooh. Yeah, I don't know if if you guys participated in the the live network testing of Elden Ring. Nope, nope, no, nope, neither did I. But apparently, some uh, good talk. Some, yep, good talk. <laughs> but some devious fellows that, that played on the uh, on their PS4s managed to get a well managed to de mine the the whole network test, and I've actually found some some software files for it that contain Quest and voice files that kind of go through the the whole plot of the game, unfortunately. And that, of course, has been leaked online, as everything else does when this happens, like Capcom, which is very unfortunate. Why do people do this? (laughs) I've got nothing better to do with the pathetic lives. Yeah, so so it was was according to an article that was on VGC. um, The leak of the day included over 3,000 voice files, character model and animation data, as well as dialogue scripts from the game's quests. So a lot of the plot and end game content has essentially been leaked about it. So if you are looking forward to Elden Ring, I would suggest putting some blocks on, on Twitter if you use it. Uh, block anything that says Elden Ring. <laughs> uh, just look forward to the game now and avoid anything like I had to do with Resident Evil Village.
0: Yeah. It's not long so... to go
3: anyway, is it? No, it is out in February, I believe. Start of February. Something like that. It's it's in a very jam-packed couple of weeks yeah. where everything seems to come out. Including Horizon for the West. So that's gonna be interesting to see who takes sales from who and what. So the only other piece of news that I've got, I and mean, we we can sort of I suppose end on a bit of a happier note, is that YouTube have come out and announced that videos that contained the game Minecraft Um, Any kind of videos they had, so it's based on Minecraft, basically gameplay and stuff, have reached one trillion views on their platform. It is the first game to reach that milestone, which I suppose goes to show how strong Minecraft is still going after 12 years. And I think they they made a little they made a little nice music video for it. They had sort of characters of YouTubers who have been like present in sort of making minecraft what it is i suppose on on youtube and stuff it was, it was a nice little video it's it's uh the, the the song is based on we built the sea oh yeah oh yeah but little they made like certain changes to it based on minecraft stuff so it was nice one trillion views i don't think I'm trying to think of any single videos that have gone because i know size gandam style got massive i think it hit like hundreds Billion or something ridiculously, but no, yeah, it's, pretty,
2: it's
3: pretty, it's pretty. A trillion yet, but. yeah. No, but it's pretty good. It's, it's nice to see Minecraft still going pretty strong. It's just some, some nice news.
0: Did you know that Square Enix are now releasing a, a Final Fantasy 14 inspired bottle of wine for 80 pounds?
3: Only good ama- wine,
0: yeah, but only available in Japan. Don't know. No,
3: of
0: course. So it's based upon the Final Fantasy 14 Endwalker's Reaper job class and sold in a fancy presentation box. The wine has been produced in partnership with the prison. The Prisoner Wine Company in California. Sadly, the wine is seemingly only available via Square Enix Japan store. A bottle costs twelve thousand one hundred yen, which converts to around eighty pound or one hundred and six dollars, excluding shipping and tax, of course. Shipping is expected to commence from March twenty twenty two. There you go. Do
3: guess, Do we know what the the flavor of the wine, wine is? So?
0: Uh, fruit. No, I don't know. I imagine no, I have no idea. I don't even oh. know if
3: it's red or white. To be honest.
2: No. It, it looks like a red wine from what I can see of this okay. image. Full bodied oaky red wine. Good with meat
3: and fish. I'm I'm sure most wine's good with that yes.
2: Well apparently um white wine's better with fish and oh, um go, red wine's better with meat. The brown meats anyway. But
3: I've been corrected.
2: So there
0: you go. That's the news. Right, shall we'll we move on to what we're currently playing? Yeah. Yeah. Who shall start? Who shall start? Mark shall start? Every time I say that, it's always me in it. Alright, fair enough.
3: You ganged on me last podcast.
0: True, we did uh, Okay, so I've played a few things Well, many things I've played before So I went back on House Flipper Now, I don't know if yeah. you remember But when I was playing it A few months ago, I mentioned there was a Home based on the Home Alone house Yeah Oh. So, yes. so I, I I managed to buy it back then And mm. then I just left it I didn't go into it, I, didn't, I just wanted to come around At Christmas time to go and have a look around there It's quite good, but it's already decorated With Christmas decorations and all that no. like, there wasn't oh. really much for me to do. <laughs> so I just went around exploring it. But uh, what I do like is there's a couple of um notable references to the film in it. So when you walk through the door, there's a couple of paint cans at the bottom of the stairs. The ah, yeah. <laughs> and then if you go into the kitchen, uh, there's a load of feathers all over the floor and a fan on its side. <laughs> and then upstairs in one of the bedrooms, all the shelves are falling off the wall. So that's where, you know, always the tarantula gets out doesn't it? Yeah. I'm, yeah sure. I'm sure Matt remembers that bit vividly. Mm. And then if you go into the basement bit, uh, there's like tar on the stairs. It's like painted black. It'd be funny if yeah, we went I through remember. it and got tuck out by all of these things.
3: Yeah. yeah. I was like, hoping there'd be like, it'd yeah. be live traps you have to go through it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was looking for the blowtorch, but I couldn't see it. Yeah. Oh. But no, that was pretty good. So I just went, had a look, walk around there. Did absolutely nothing to the place. Oh, I, I put one Christmas tree up. Yeah, already had a Christmas tree in it. I'd put More Christmas. That, and that oh, was it. Why not? I want to put a sled outside because that was available. So I just did that. Just did it. And then recently, I watched all the Harry Potter films. Okay. Wow. Never watched, never watched them ever before. Quite enjoyed them. Really? Wow. <laughs> enjoyed yeah,
1: them? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I quite enjoyed them. But I went on Dreams and I found on Dreams there was an experience called the Hogwarts Castle Immersive Experience. It is astonishingly good it's one really? of the best dreams I've ever seen and basically it's just an explorable Hogwarts and everything oh, is wow. and it's recreated really well mm. like all locations so you know you have got the big courtyard and then you have got the great hall and it's like this. the um is it the grand staircase is that what it's called I don't know yeah,
3: but, and, and the, yeah. the twisting one where it's the, yeah the parts where it's all the paintings up, yeah.
0: on the wall and all that yeah that's all it's all in there and it, it looks really good so if you've got dreams And you like iPod? Go look at that. And you start off on the train, and it actually plays the music as well. I mean, I've never (laughs) understood when it comes to copyright issues in 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 Mm. dreams, but but (laughs) it it plays the music at the beginning when you're on the Hogwarts Express. But really good, and it's got a is it Hogsmeade town that's there as well in the snowy town, and you go into the pub in there. So all these places are replicated. There's no other people, but it's like just an environmental thing. But if you like it, uh, Dumbledore's office is all there. All the classrooms, really good. And you can see exactly, It's very meticulous in terms of its design. And if you see the films. Uh, but then I also went on a bunch of Christmas themed dreams that I went because, of course, that's that's the time of year it is now. Uh, so there's one where you're running around a Snow Globe and then you can shake the snow. Globe. So if you shake your pad, you see, shake the snow globe that you're in and everything jumps about.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, there's one where you just, you're just just in a quiet little cabin and you just, you're just a fire roaring. It plays silent night and there's just a tree in the corner. It's just dark. And you're just in this one room. I thought something was going to jump out at me, but it doesn't. But. I
3: mean, it sounds I, like it'd be it a hard sounds, thing.
0: Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, it quite sounds dark. quite bleak. You've been on yeah. your own in a cabin and, yeah.
3: yeah. Here comes the Yeti.
0: Yeah. There's one where you run around just a Christmas village. That was very nicely decorated. And it's got this massive spiral staircase that goes to the really top. And it's, it's basically like a, mag, a massive tree in the middle. And it's all got massive decorations on it. You just go all the way to top. And you, cl- you can collect things. There's like balls. I don't know if you've noticed this when you play Dreams. But I don't know what it is. I think, it, I think it's, you collect these balls. And then there are things you can use when you create something in the future. Mm. Okay. So you just collect a bunch of these around that. But yeah. There's, it was, oh, there was a, a Santa Dash one as well. So a bit like um, what's those games called? You know, where you're just running. Forever. I
3: think
0: it's like a, endless runner. Where. So yeah, so like that. But this is like a Santa one as well. So he's on his sleigh and then you've got to move up and down left and yeah, right. Yeah, you're collecting yeah there's presents. like a
3: there's all sorts of
0: yeah. But no, he's, he's there's some nice little experiences on there. Uh and finally played one of the game. Bit an odd one. This is probably a game that you probably like now. Cause just just the nature of it. Uh so it's called Boris the Rocket. Have you heard of this? No, okay. So you play a guy called Boris, fully enough, and he's lives in. I'm going to assume it's Russia, and he gets arrested by the KGB, and he's either going to be sent to death, or hard labour. So of course you opt for the hard labour, and you get put inside a missile silo. So you are running a missile silo bunker by yourself, and you have to. Shoot rocket missiles so rockets have been launched at you and you have to shoot them out of the sky to defend your motherland. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it feels a bit like uh keep talking and nobody explodes in terms of rules keep changing things. So, depending on the rocket type that's coming towards you, you have to like push a certain button or you have to change a dial to a certain thing. But there's a bit, there's a bit of a comedy element to this as well because you, what you've got to do is you've got to. You've got to collect resources to build rockets so you can run out of rockets, basically, and you you play the game over a series of days. So normally each day there's two rockets that end up getting launched at you. But you've got to use your time wisely because you have to go out into the wilderness to collect resources. So you're in a bunker to begin with and that's where you launch your missiles from. And You have to go down a massive corridor and then up some staircases and then out into the cold. So you're in the the Siberian wilderness, in the snow, and you've got a mine, and you've got uh, an anti-ballistic missile chamber, and you've got a missile creation chamber in front of you. And you've got to kind of go between them, and then as you're in the middle of doing all this, an alarm will go, and that means there's a rocket coming for you. Okay. So you've got to try and make it back to the, the bunker to launch the missile, but you've got to study which one it is first and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's all about time management and all that. And whilst all this is happening, there is a bear out in the wilderness that is stalking you. So you have to try and avoid the bear. And you can freeze you can freeze to death out in the cold as well. So it's yeah, so but it's yeah, that's that's basically what it is. You're just running around trying to build rockets and trying to destroy the rockets.
2: Not getting killed by a
0: bear, not freezing yeah. to death. It's it's not easy trying to
2: <laughs> Yeah. I do bad enough on normal survival sims. Never mind having to
0: defend the motherland from nuclear rockets. Yeah, but I was like, uh, at the moment, I'm either not getting both rockets to blown up in time, or it's, it's it's because I'm too slow out in the wilderness. So you got because you earn stats to increase, you know, your speed and your stamina. When yeah. you start the game, you are so slow and your stamina goes so much that you can barely get anything done in time. And the days only last like six minutes in total six seven minutes all oh, right so you can do you, you can only do very little in each day and it doesn't save progress between days so if i wanted to get a resource that re- if i put that down somewhere it doesn't it doesn't appear the next day because i'd like to get accumulation of stuff but it's so far to get resources from the mine to anywhere else you need them that it just becomes a bit of a chore so that's why i need to get the stamina and speed up to the max so I can zoom round, yeah, and avoid the bear as well, of
2: course. Have you confronted the bear yet? I'm just looking at some pictures now, and it looks
0: pretty scary. No, I've not actually confronted the bear yet. It's, but I, I'm, I'm sure it's going to happen. <laughs> I, that's why I want to try and get the speed and the stamina up first, so I can just leg it when it yeah. when it arrives. I think it might be because I, I try to avoid going off the beaten track because when mm-hmm. you come out of your bunker, it's kind of like a track that goes straight on. It's like a crossroads basically when you come out of here. Your bunker, but you can go off into the snow area because you, occasionally you get um supply drops up given to you, and they like got a flare on them, so they stand out in the wilderness. So maybe if I go out into the wilderness, that's where the bear might appear.
2: Yeah, but
0: I want to avoid that.
2: Oh yeah, of course,
0: it is good fun, but I, I, I am having difficulty with it. I, you can't, I can't get enough done in the time frame there is. Yeah. yeah.
2: Do you think there's something you might be missing in terms of like controls or mechanics that could help you?
0: Well, it does mention that there, there's a box that I can open, apparently. Mm. So there's, there's, in your bunker, there's a load of different rooms. So there's like a, a locker room, uh, a kitchen, bunk beds, your own bedroom. There's a bunch of places. And there's a box in one of them, and it's, it says, open this box 77. That's what it's called. The box is called number 77. And I went to it, and it said, oh, you need a key. I've looked where everywhere and I can't find a key, so I don't know where that could be. So I'd, there could be some magical things inside like this box that might help me. I don't know, but my all my only chance at the moment is to get increase my stats by completing days. Yeah. Oh, and when you leave your bunker, uh, I didn't notice this the first time, but there's a a jacket hung up by the door. I didn't notice that on the first time. So when I went outside, I was just like freezing cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's like why am I dying so quickly? It's good for I do I do like it. I actually I think it's quite a, f- a funny little game. But I wish there's no um difficulty setting, which you know, I kinda mm. wish there was a wish I could have make it a bit easier. But no, that's that's my nuclear winter Christmas. <laughs> funny, spending spending that launching missiles.
2: <laughs> nice. The character does look like um, a Russian Charlie Chaplin, funnily
0: enough. Is not the one where he's just like, oh, with a bear behind him? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a fun little game. Uh, I got it very cheap <laughs> on sale, but yeah. I'd like to play more, but I want it to be a bit easier. But that's all mm. I've been playing. Well, apart from the Matrix thing we mentioned earlier. So, Nathan, what have you been playing?
2: So I've been playing two main games. So the first game I'm going to talk about is one that you've actually played, Mark. And it's Supermarket Shriek. Hey. So this is a fun little, in air quotes, cart racer. <laughs> where you have to go into shops and try and get around the course without dying or running out of time if it's timed. Yep. So you play as one of two characters. There is a man and there is a goat. hmm um, And you both have to scream uh, to move in opposite directions. So it's really good in terms of co-op. So one of you is the man, one of you is the goat, and... One person controls left, one person controls right as you're going through. And that kind of mechanic can only make for, well, some fun interactions between the two people that are playing. Yes. And angry interactions when you don't know you're left from your right, like me. Wow. Well. So it's it's really fun. Like, we we turn the volume on medium so we can hear all the screams, which are quite funny <laughs> as you're going around. It's, yeah, it's just a really, a really fun game. And you can get mixed up because like you've got to kind of time it really well so when you so you've both got to like click your left and your right together to go in a straight line so you've got to kind of get that unity between the two people playing when you know you've got to go forward and then you've got to know right when you let go one person's got to turn right and one person's got to turn left so eventually as you do play you you kind of get to that level where you know what you need to do but i think there is a bit of a learning curve otherwise you'll just keep going around in circles and yeah. taking ages to do the course or going off course and end up going into the flames or into the water and dying and having to start all over again but it's it's a it's a really fun game i mean i am really enjoying it so far i'm not enjoyed being shouted at by <laughs> the person that i'm playing it with but uh, yeah it's, it's good you can also play single player as well I've not yeah. played it single player yet, so I'm not quite sure what that experience is like. But the co-op side of it's really good, and I think it works really well. And it's it's good kind of like team building, because you do have to communicate where I'm actually going, because there's certain levels that are kind of like just races that you've got to get to the finish line as soon as possible. But there's other ones that are timed, and you've got to like find clocks to extend your timer, and then there's big, massive stacks of beans that you've got to knock over as well. Um, So you've got to knock over as many beans as possible, try and get the timers, try and get to the end of the um, course before the time runs out. So there's tons of things to take into account, which is which is really fun. After you complete levels, you also unlock certain things so you can unlock like hats and like glasses and bigger horns for the goat. for some reason. I don't think they do anything or I've not noticed that they do anything so far, but it's fun just equipping them to your characters. We went off the beaten track a bit and we found this extra level and it was like Sonic 2 style um, where you go in a straight line and you've got to knock over as many stacks of beans as possible and then you get to the end of the level and then you get like a certain prize for getting to the end. So we went down this alleyway and played that kind of bonus level, which was cool. I do like the puns on some of the shop names as well. So, yeah. Very reminiscent of British high
0: street stores.
2: Yeah, definitely. Now, I'll be honest, I can't remember what the names were. There was like Lidl, but it was called like Piddle or something like that, something, yeah, and it it just goes in like that vein of just weird shop name puns. And there's different kinds of shops as well. So you've got like electronic shops, you've got arcades as well that you can go through, which was pretty cool going through that one. General stores. So a good bit of variation in terms of level. But yeah, it's, it's really good fun. And I picked it up on Switch and really enjoying it and can't wait to play more of that one so yeah so from that game which is fairly stressful onto a more relaxing game so i decided to buy a new 3ds game which i don't do very frequently and i bought a game called picross 3d round two now if anyone who's not played picross before it's basically a game where there's these little figurines hidden in squares and you've got to kind of knock the squares out to be able to get to the figure in the middle. The squares have certain numbers on and those numbers mean certain things so you can either put like blue or orange paint on them and that kind of creates the figure and there's some you've got to kind of knock out with your hammer and it's all puzzle based where you've got to think right so this this square's got a four on it so I know there's four orange squares but where are those squares so you've got to try and like turn the puzzle round to look at the other side to see right this one must be blue because it's got like a number one and blue on it so you've got to kind of like work out what you need to do on each square um so it's kind of like a nice puzzle game and I've been playing it every pretty much every evening for the last like 10 or so days like before I go to bed I've got my 3ds at the side of my bed and I'll just have a few levels on that just to relax me a bit and then yeah I'll go to sleep the only other thing I've been playing is, I'm not sure if this is the same for both of you, but I ended up getting my Stadia in the last couple of weeks, and I gave it a oh, go. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> so, mm. mixed a mixed reaction from me. I don't know about you guys. I'm sure we'll get into it, but I did the setup fairly seamless, I'd say. I mean, there are a lot of steps I to it in while. terms of pairing your controller, because... I don't know about you, but I've just plugged my Chromecast into my television, paired it with the internet, connected the controller, downloaded the app for my phone, set up an account, and then now I can just go onto my phone. I selected Breakfast. That's the one. So I selected Breakfast and played that. And when it first loaded, I, I just clicked on my phone. It came up on the screen. I was like, wow, this is the future. This is fantastic. And then I actually got into a level and I found it. A bit choppy and I' like mm, this is not very refined M- maybe it's my internet but yeah I think that's that's the main thing for me I mean in in principle it sounds great it works great to an extent but it's the lag and having a certain connection level that's going to allow you to play those type of games that lets it down I think for me yeah. mm-hmm. i don't I don't know what your guy's experience was was with it but I thought, yep, yeah, this is really cool, but it's not there yet. And if it's not there when it's been around for two years, I don't think it's ever going to be there for Google unless they put a lot of money into it or unless they can do something to make a certain level of connection a lot better with Stadia, like if you've got like a lower internet bandwidth, for example.
0: I'll be honest. I just thought the Stadia Pro was just crap. This game mm. selection was just awful. I mean, truly mm. awful. What did I play? So I had a go on hundred days winemaking simulator. That wasn't mm. that what That wasn't quite what I thought. It was going to be. I thought it was going to be a bit like a SimCity esque, where you plunk different bits in a area, and it don't. It, it had some weird card thing, like a card game kind. of. I don't know. It was crap. Oh, Wave Break, mm. which is the biggest rip off of Tony Hawk's I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so you play like some cute animal things and they're in power boats, okay? Right. And you've got to... and But levels are designed as if it was like a Tony Hawk level. So you go up ramps and grinds. You can actually grind as well. And it's even got their interpretation of a manual. So basically, it's just when you're in the water, he just stands on the side of his boat, just balancing. Mm. And it's, it's got exactly the same things that are in a Tony Hawk game. So it's got combo. So you know what you've got to do with the combo. It's got... Not skate, obviously, but I can't remember what the word is. Where you collect five letters. Wave. <laughs> It probably it might be something like that. It's got that like the high scores and things like that. It's such a blade to rip off. And it is awful. It it controls badly. It plays badly. It looks bad. It's just cag. Though so you're gonna say it's it looks just, badly. Everything's yeah, badly.
3: Everything's bad.
0: <laughs> and I played one other game and that was MotoGB twenty. And I could not go around one corner without falling off. And it's just I was just done with it. That might say more about you than the game. It may do. It may, <laughs> do. but it doesn't make up for the lack of decent games on it. I mean, there are, yeah. there are some games, good games. I mean, there's Hitman the first season, but I've already got that, so I'm not going to play it on this. Hmm. Destroyer Humans, I quite like. Uh, Journey to the Savage Planet, I played that one with brother. That's quite good. Uh, Dirt Fives on it. Uh, yeah, I think Control. it's like
2: it's like five to ten pretty decent games. Then everything else is kind of like a I'm mobile tile.
0: Yeah, everything, it's just nothing really interests me in that. I can't see why would you pay your money for that list. I just, I just don't see it. Especially
2: when you got Xbox Game Pass for a similar price.
0: Yeah, I just, I say nothing is enticing me to go back on it. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad. I mean, we mentioned this before, didn't we? It's just like we we wanted it as a piece of basically memorabilia, you know, just the history of gaming. Yeah, isn't it? You I know? mean,
2: we talked we've talked about it a few times. It, I think. I'm happy that I've I've actually given it a go because now I can yeah. talk about it fully and understand what the process is and yeah and everything from that side. But yeah, I I don't think I'll be renewing my one month free pro.
0: Yeah, neither will I. I mean, I I, I signed up for it and then I cancelled it immediately. Yeah, so um, do that. I, th-
3: I feel it's... like my experience was, was just worse. It might be just like <laughs> worse. Mine was just probably <laughs> mine was probably more technical. Uh, difficulties than than the actual like experience of like Stadia because it was like so I've got so I've got like my, my Switch and my PS5 hooked into my into my TV I've got no other three HDMI ports so um you know I asked you guys about what you, you use for a splitter um, which I was very grateful for um I ended up going sort of Mark's options just because it's got more ports so if, if I do end up kind of needing more into the TV. I've got something a bit more future proof. But okay, I got that installed and I put the uh, the Chromecast, I should say, into the Splur and my Switch. And just, just nothing happened. It just, just, it just wouldn't happen. Couldn't get my Switch to work. Couldn't get the Chromecast to work. So I was getting frustrated. Ta-da, I just right, I'll just put the Chromecast in itself. I can just, just switch between the Switches, I suppose, Need to do that. Got it all set up. I the setup was fine. Didn't think it was too much problematic with it. And then I think the, the first game that I tried was um was a game called Nine Nine to Five. It was like a it was meant to be like a free to play first person shooter. I don't know if it was just maybe it was the controller or maybe it was the controls itself of the game. But it was very oversensitive when I was I kind of moved the right stick to, to look around. It was kind of it kind of it starts at a certain speed and then suddenly builds up speed as you continue looking around. I just I got very frustrated with it. I was just like screw it. I'm just I'm gonna uninstall on it, put it back in the box. <laughs> I'm I'm sure it's it's fine itself as an alternative if you don't have a console. Yeah. But no. There are better
2: options out <laughs> there. Doesn't... If it had Fortnite or something like that, I think it'd be a good option for like
3: kids. But it doesn't. So. But it doesn't The closest it's got to, it, I think, was something called Super Animal Royale I didn't give it a try. For for the for the price that I bought it, I'm I'm fine at that price. But its original price.
2: Yeah, I mean, hardware wise, you've got a Chromecast Ultra now that so you can stream four K stuff, and you've got a controller that you can plug into your computer and use
0: if you wanted to.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think I think it works as a Bluetooth controller for your mobile as well if you want to use it that way.
0: So I think it's fairly safe to say that Stadia. Meh. Yeah. yeah, I think overall, thumbs down.
3: Yeah, yeah I
0: agree. With that. But to be honest, I think that was to be expected, wasn't it? I mean, we've yeah. heard all the stories. Yeah, I think we just, just... needed to validate it. I mean, As soon as they got rid of the first-party studios, it's just like, what well, was it, isn't it? Yeah,
3: it's just a lack of third-party titles as well. It really hurts it.
0: I want to know well, what's pro pro about that, that that list.
3: Wreckfest. That's it. That's the only pro thing about it. Probably the best thing on that pro list? I mean, they've got like that's, Assassin's that's that's Creed it, on it, there. It, 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 no, yes, <laughs>
2: but now in general, pretty bands. Yeah. Do you want to let us know what you've been playing, Matt?
3: No, no, actually. Oh, uh, the yeah. <laughs> there's probably only one new game that I've that I've played in my list, and there's quite a few that I've kind of I've been going back to. Oh, I'm still continuously playing, like Call of Duty Vanguard. I don't say too much about it, other than they've, they've got like a new Christmas festival event going on which actually seems kind of fun. There's a, there's a new game mode that they've got. I forgot, I forgot what it's actually called, but it's like, a, it's a variant on, well, it's, it's a mashup of team deathmatch. So you, to continue getting score, you, you have to obviously kill the other team. And it's got a bit of like a hard point mode to it where there's this area that you can capture.
0: Is it Armageddon? But,
3: Armageddon, yes, that's what it's called. So you capture this area and there's a, there's, I suppose, Santa comes flying across and can drop care packages for your team the more you capture this area. So you can get like free care packages and stuff, which is pretty cool. I got a bit confused about it the first few times I was playing it because I thought the whole point was to capture this area. It wasn't there. it was actually just, it was team deathmatch rules, but with a hard point kind of feature to it. But once I learned I learned that, I was like, okay, I can just kill people normally don't actually. I have to worry about this patrol area sort of thing. But they've also introduced a couple of new things into it as well, where there's a couple of these small elves that are, like, laughing around the map that you have to shoot. You can get, like, a a reward for shooting so many of those. Um, And then there's this NPC demon thing called Krampus. There's Krampus, Krampus, something like that. Basically, it's, like, this demon thing that will spawn in the map and will target a random person if they've not been playing the objective or if they've been kind of staying in an area too many, too, for too long.
0: You should just have that no uh,
3: Yeah, you should just have it all the time. Just stop campers. Yeah. I've, I've had I've had the warning that one has been coming for me in, in one of these maps that I was in, I think it was dumb because I, I was just murdering people where I was stuck because they were idiots. Um, but then, like, every time it was like, oh, campers is coming. It's like, oh, where where is, it? where is it? And then every time I just die by random by the other team. So I never got to actually see like Crimpus coming for me. It was just I kept again killed by the other team too too much for it to even be like an objective. So but it's, it's, it's quite fun. I still play Vanguard, I think
0: it's, it's a good call of Duty.
3: So. so the other game is i like, games that I've I, like been, the,
0: oh, I was just gonna say I like sorry. the shipment design in that.
3: Yes, Christmas, the, uh, the Christmas theme ship shipmas. Um yeah shipments that's the one. Uh, emphasis on the P Yeah emphasis on the P not the what I could have said. So the the elves on that map as well—they're annoying. I can't find them. I like, I started to eventually find them being laid like on top of the of the containers, but they were so annoying because you just hear them laugh. Yeah, and they distract me from much It feels like they're just cap, laughing, at trying you to them. kill the other team. <laughs> yeah, laughing at you, not with you. Um, so if we move on from Vanguard. Uh, the only other games that I've ever been playing have been Pokemon Shining Pearl. So I've been continuing that. Um, thankfully. Uh, I've moved on from my two gym badges, so I actually got my seventh gym badge this morning. Oh, nice! You've really moved on. Um, so really burning through. I'm I'm starting to focus more on the actual like getting through the gyms rather than staying with the the ground underground.
2: Gym. Yeah,
3: um, which I still enjoy. I like it. So I'm getting through there, blaze through that. Another game that I've recently come back to and have. Start to enjoy it now. I think originally it was a bit, it was a bit hit and miss for me, on what like what you needed to do in the game. But I've started to get around to it and start unlocking more things to enjoy it, which has been um, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX uh, on the Switch. So if you if you've never played that kind of style of Pokemon games, it's essentially like a, a dungeon crawler where you get like a, a team of Pokemon and you go through each dungeon through each sort of floor, kind of defeating wild Pokemon and, like, performing, um, like, rescue tasks for other Pokemon. So, you're like, you'll find, like, a Pokemon that you need to rescue in a, in a dungeon, find them, you can get items and whatnot, defeat other Pokemon by using each, each of your four moves that you've got. So, they, they kind of keep the traditional four moves set up of the mainline games. But in... They're styled in a different way, more like a tile-based fine system. But I'm starting to enjoy it a little more. I thought I'd get, see if I could get back into it, and I am getting into it. So um, I'm liking that. And so I know i said technically I've bought one new game. Technically I've bought two, but one is a remaster of one that I've played previously. So I ended up jumping back on Marvel Spider-Man. I got the remastered version through the... the upgrading my Miles Morales edition, Um, although in typical Sony fashion it keeps the very annoying way of transferring your files where you have to have the PS4 version installed, do something to upload your save file and then you can go back to your PS5 one and grab it from the cloud and then you can continue where you left off. Which Which is very annoying because it takes up space having to install two games and all that. Gubbins, but no, it playing the original Spider-Man but now in like sixty frames per second and looking as gorgeous as it does is is always a treat. I I still love the Spider-Man games. I decided going I've not completed the DLC so I'm trying to I'm trying to get through that again. So I'd completed I completed the first one with Black Cat. I finished the second one, which is all about Hammerhead and um Yuri one one tom uh beam. I, I want to say. I've probably butchered the last name as I always do. I like, I actually really like where her story is going because not spoil too much. Like, she does end up being kind of a, a superhero herself, but more of like on the anti hero side of it. Like, she, Hammerhead really screws her up in the head in, in this DLC if you've never played it. And she, she really is essentially going out for blood, which I like. I like where they're going with her story at that point. So I've now moved on to DLC two. I'm just doing all the gang warfare stuff. So going through the hammerheads, you know, doing those wave of enemies and stuff and trying to do the screwball challenges, which are absolutely difficult. I didn't realise. There's um there's two that I'm stuck on. There's a there's a gadget one where you're, you're only allowed to use two gadgets, uh, which I think is like the the web bomb and the concussion force grenade thing not quite grenade but you, you blast air basically, and basically push them back but you can I didn't realize you can only get score using these two gadgets I was going through like being up the enemies as normal I just wasn't getting score and I was like what's going on what, what, what am I doing wrong and you have to actually like take the enemies out just using these gadgets mm-hmm. it's absolutely difficult like just, just trying to get to the amazing score which is like the base the first score you can get to is difficult I might actually have to read up on a walk through on how to do it <laughs> cuz it's that difficult. I'm I'm really struggling with it. The other one that I've struggled with is there's another combat one where basically the you have to eliminate enemies in in this like set lit up area that screwable wants you to get more score out of it. But there's so many enemies. Like I can get like the highest score possible, but if you not eliminate eliminated all the enemies, then you fail. And you have to start again. It's like god. Damn. Like I've already got like the score for like Spectacular, and I can't, it won't let me complete it. So, uh, I'm trying to go through that. And also, I don't know if this counts for my list of what I've done for this year, but uploading my save data from the previous Spider Man brought through all the trophies that I got from the PS4 one. So, on a technicality, I have another Platinum.
2: No, it's PS4, <laughs> Platinum.
3: Don't count. so, absolutely counts. I'm taking it. <laughs> So that's just added to my list of other platinums that I've got for this year. So I'm happy about that. Right. The the only other actual new game that I've bought that I've been playing that I finally found because it, it was cheap enough that I could warrant it because it's been 60 quid for pretty much most of the year until it's kind of dropped to 40. And I missed out on that point and then it finally dropped to like 35. I was like, right, I'm buying this because it's absolutely rare. I can't get it. Has been uh, Metroid Samus Returns for the 3DS. So this this was actually the first Metroid game that Mercury Steam worked on, and it's a remake of um, Metroid Two from from Game Boy. So this is kind of like this is probably the game that like convinced Nintendo, all right, we're gonna stick with with you guys. You can make the new like Metroid for the Switch, which to me is obviously absolutely brilliant. I loved it, really enjoyed it. And I can see like I can see like the, the bare bones of where dread's kind of taken from Samus returns in this game because a lot of it is, is very similar. Like the it's got the countering counter system, so where enemies kind of will flash or do like a little flash before they like kind of dive bomb you. And you can counter them using the X button. And then you can get like a quick like kill maneuver on them as well, which is really satisfying. Really I really like that. And so far, I'm I'm liking it. It's um, it, it looks like a, a faithful remaster of well, not a remaster, but a remake of Metroid Two. Not played it, but from the, the things that I've heard, the reviews of it, it was really well received. So just going through there, enjoying it on 3DS, and can't wait to get back to it. But really, really want to get through it and, and complete it as much as I can. So that's that's why I've been
0: playing. If you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at JokingDolphin.com where we post the Hall of Fame. Also feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Merry Christmas.
3: Merry Christmas.
2: Merry Chrysler.